I had set out to write some notes for a new episode on my podcast, Climate Conversations, assembled here in Shepparton in Northern Victoria, Australia. I am your host, Robert McLean. Well, I got through the notes okay, as I was writing about cycling and the climate crisis, and the substance of those notes appeared sufficient for a column I wrote for my local newspaper, The Shepparton News. And so, today's episode is effectively that column. It's about cycling, it's about the climate crisis, it's about the Tour de France. I'm convinced that as the climate crisis unfolds, as it advances, we'll no longer have events such as the Tour de France. It'll simply be too hot. The riders will not cope. Let's listen now as I talk my way through what I've written that will eventually be a column in my local newspaper. I'm a cyclist. Uh, Well, I was. But things change, and now, I guess, I'm more enthusiastic about walking. But after nearly 30 years of almost daily riding, the idea of cycling is imprinted on my being. I was what you call a recreational cyclist, one who rode for health and fitness, and to prepare myself for longer endurance-type events. As my awareness of the climate crisis grew, I could see that the version of cycling I enjoyed extended all the way through to the events such as the Tour de France. And while cycling itself is among the least carbon-intensive ways of humans moving about, all the spin-offs, such as the various endurance events and racing in all its forms, including the likes of the Tour de France, are highly carbon-intensive. It began to concern me that people were travelling all over the world to pursue cycling, and in a more local sense, all over Australia. And in an even more local sense, people were travelling to all parts of Victoria to pursue their cycling pastimes, and I was among them. In an attempt to allow people to participate in some sort of local community endurance event, and by local I mean here in the Goulburn Valley in Victoria, Australia, I organised a local ride of about 60 kilometres in an attempt to illustrate that we could enjoy our pastime here and so have no need to travel long distances to participate. The infrastructure around serious recreational riding is hugely carbon intensive and even more so considering the sport of cycling that sees people travelling all around the world using equipment inherently linked to a carbon costly industrial system. Yes, cycling, especially considering events as the Tour de France, is an energy rich pastime and although I'm conscious of the ultimate damage it does to the environment, I still find it a fascinating pursuit. Subsequently, I've been watching the Tour de France on the television, and the recent stage was stopped with the only explosion given at the time that the road ahead was blocked. Later, it became clear that a group of French climate activists had glued themselves to the roadway, blocking and momentarily shouting down the Tour de France. Activists had been hoping for some sort of international television coverage, but that didn't happen, for as a viewer of the live coverage, The word was simply that the road was blocked. It was a bold and brave move, deserving applause. But sadly, it didn't grab the international coverage the protesters had been hoping for. However, one small media outlet talked with the protesters, and one of those said, The reality is that the world which politicians are sending us towards is a world in which the Tour de France will no longer be able to exist. We must act and enter into civil resistance today to save what remains to be saved. Event organisers, however, need to take note as climate change will sooner than most believe make such outdoor, physically demanding events impossible. 
as it will simply be too hot, the climate activist said. An example of Cycle's precarious position comes later this year with the World Road Cycling Championships to be held in Wollongong in New South Wales, Australia, meaning people and equipment will fly from all around the world. That's an energy-rich process and something which the world simply cannot afford in an era which we need to do all we can to reduce our energy demands. The city of Greater Shepparton has declared a climate emergency, but I doubt if any of our councillors are going to be bold or courageous enough to vote against bringing national or international events to the city. Events that because of the infrastructure on which they depend are energy rich and so contrary to the idea of a climate emergency. We've reached the end of this episode of Climate Conversations. Please, if you enjoyed this, feel free to share with your friends. Until we talk again, please take care, stay safe, and please be kind. For everyone you meet, it's fighting a great battle.